Hello, Rundown Nation. Welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Walt. And we have the first official week of college football wall this is the this is the the fireworks are going off this is it this is the the kickoff to college football right here it is Woj. you got a couple happy people i can tell you that much i'm one of them yours truly included that's not all we got though Woj. i mean it's a good week altogether. we got some tennis we got the u.s open starting and Woj, as we're recording this you might not know this but today is your birthday Happy birthday. Today is my birthday. It is. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. Had a pretty good day. Um, but it's going to be a better week here. We got college football for like the next five days. It's going to be awesome. And I mean, highlighting a couple of huge games, Notre Dame, Ohio State to be one of them, Oregon, Georgia, another one. Uh, it's going to be a awesome weekend. Can't wait to watch some football, get back into college football, play some DFS, and uh, win some money wall. I'm excited. Well, just so you know, these these great games we have, these are my birthday presents to you, my friend. I got this done okay, so that I can get you okay. birthday presents. All right. Well, okay. So you're working for the NCAA. I got you. Okay. We'll see. Well, let's uh, kick it uh, off, Wall. Let's get into this. Uh, we're going to start off with uh, – some Saturday main slate games. These are on the DraftKings 14-game slate. It's a big slate, 14 games, so lots of options out there. Uh, but I just want to highlight a couple people. I'm going to get into it. North Carolina at Appalachian State Wall. Probably a game most people won't watch, but it's 11 a.m. on ESPNU. Why? Why are they not watching it, Woj? Is their remote going to be lost? Is there is there TV going to be stuck on Desperate Housewives? Why would you not watch this football game? You got UNC minus one and a half, Woj. You got some betters coming in on this game. They're like in Appalachian State, you know, over under a 56. This is a football game to watch. Why are they not watching it, Woj? Explain uh, to me that. It's because Sam Holloway playing on UNC anymore, Wall. That's basically it. I mean, they don't have the the all-star guy yet. Well, they do still have Josh Downs, and we're going to talk about him in a little bit. But uh, let's talk about the new quarterback, the the new incoming guy that's got to fill Sam Howell's shoes. That's Drake May. He's 7,100 on DraftKings, which is pretty low. I think he's like third or fourth, 13th or 14th in the uh, – down the list there, but they played last week. Well, and he played pretty well, almost threw for three. Or I think he did throw for through over 300 yards through five TDs. It was against Florida A&M and Appalachian state's going to have a better D than Florida A&M, but still, nevertheless, through five TDs, it's still the same offense. Well, it, it's still there. Well, you're talking about a Florida A&M team too, that didn't show up. I don't know if you, you heard the off-field antics that they had there at that program, but they weren't all right in the head. So, you know, it wasn't a football team that they were playing. It wasn't the equivalent of a football team that they will be playing this week, I should say. And while it's our favorite quarterback on the other side of the field there at Appalachian State, Chase Bryce, the, the Duke transfer, and we've talked about him on the rundown multiple times about that golden ratio wall, and he's not very good at it. <laughs> he throws a lot of picks. Uh, so we'll see. Uh, I actually think that North Carolina has quite the edge here as far as the spread goes. Um, I, I do think they win this game by more. It's, it might not be my pick em, but it's, it, I, I would, if I was a betting man wall and I am, I, I'm going to put a little bit of 
little bit of moolah in North Carolina, just because I do think they are a better team than Appalachian State. I do. I don't believe in Chase Bryce whatsoever. He is 6,900, and if you don't think he's going to throw interceptions to North Carolina's D, then go ahead. North Carolina's D did give up a lot of touchdowns last year through the air, so maybe. I, I don't know, but I don't know. I, I'm not going to risk it. Other side of this, I'm going to go back to Josh Downs. We talked about him. He's an all-star, NFL caliber, wide receiver, ready to go. Uh, he was one of Sam Howell's biggest targets last year. He has the third most targets in NCAA right now, Wall. I mean, well, that's not saying much. I mean, it's not saying much. I mean, it's not saying much. There's only been one week, but he is the third most. Uh, nine grabs, two TDs last week. And, and the thing about it is, is like, this is the guy in the offense. And this is the guy a new quarterback is going to lean on because he knows he's going to catch passes. I'm sure they've been working. Uh, another risky pick here, Wall, at the end of the day, is Cameron Peoples, which we've talked about before, running back for App State. He's only 4,900. He's not their lead back, but he is their goal line guy, and he does get touchdowns on the goal line. So if you are an App State fan and you really think they can compete with North Carolina and stay in the game and they don't have to throw it a bunch with Chase Bryce or just Chase Bryce doesn't throw an interception near the goal line, then Cameron Peoples is a good option that's cheap for one of those guys that's going to get in the trenches and get that touchdown for you when they get down low. It, it's been a staple of Appalachian State all the last couple of years where they get down to the goal line and Peoples put, goes in and, and punches it in. So uh, it, it's not that risky of a pick. It's a sneaky pick. I called it a sneaky pick, not risky pick, Wall. Sneaky pick at 4,900. Yeah, I don't know that it's that risky either. I mean, you, you define it very well because he's going to get some points. If he ends up with zero on the scoreboard, that would, you know, be quite shocking, honestly. Last year, he was kind of that guy when, you know, you got that $4,500 left on your DK roster. He's kind of that guy that I was putting in there, Mr. Peoples. Plus, I love the name, Woj. Ham, run, <laughs> Peoples? Come on. How can you not talk about a guy like that on the rundown? And I, I like I like Appalachian State in this game, though, Woj. You know I'm a big North Carolina guy. I'm not going to bet on Appalachian State, but I like them to keep it competitive. You know, I, I think this will be a good football game. It's, it's ESPNU, 11 a.m., man. Turn on your TVs. Do not listen to the Woj. Do not avoid this game. You better have the Iowa game on. We're not going to talk about them, but they're playing at 11 o'clock too. You better have the Iowa game on playing South Dakota State. Petrus uh, got named the uh, starting quarterback, so we'll do great for him, I guess. <laughs> There's your Iowa you can, plug. You can, well you can tell my enthusiasm there on the quarterback pick from Ferentz, but nevertheless, let's move on. Buffalo at Maryland, 11 a.m. at Big Ten Network. And while the reason I'm, I'm bringing this game up is because, well, Maryland's in the Big Ten, for one. Buffalo isn't that bad of a team, number two. And everyone is talking about this Maryland offense and being able to compete with the likes of Ohio State, which is crazy. They do have a very good receiving core and a decent quarterback that comes from a pedigree of decent quarterbacks. So what are your thoughts here, Wall? Well, I, my thoughts are I'm going to look at the line. That's the first thing you know I'm doing on a college football game, Woj, right? Maryland minus 24. So you, if you want to take Maryland, you got to give over three touchdowns. Over under a 64, you know Maryland's going to pass the ball. That's probably why that number is so high. But Buffalo plus 1,200. I don't know, Woj. Maryland is kind of this 
random team that just come out every year. Remember that, what was it, three years ago before COVID that they just, what did they win? Six games in a row or something decisively? Yeah. They're just yes, crushing yes. people. And then the next two years, you see nothing out of them. There's just, you know, kind of a random team. So if I had to throw something on this, I'm probably, I'm not going to, but I'd probably throw Buffalo plus 1200, just that gimme pick. They, last year, they're a team that had, you know, almost twice as many losses as wins. Well, they did for a fact have twice as many losses as wins, four and eight. But, you know, they had some close games. I liked, I remember watching the Ohio game. They won by a point. So this Buffalo team's a team that they could beat a, uh, streaky team like Maryland you never know I'm not saying the line's off don't get me wrong but as far as the football game I'm excited to watch uh Dante Dimas Jr. I, I skipped him in our oh, fantasy draft oh don't get I, oh don't give me that all right keep, go ahead tell the fans tell I, the rundown I, nation I, I skipped him in in our draft which I was going to pick him but then actually got sniped by someone I won't say who would in front of me but the thing about Maryland is they have so many other receivers that, you know, I wasn't too upset about it. I know you were probably sad. You were probably crying yourself to sleep on draft night. No. I mean, okay, well, let's get this right for rundown nation. Wall just played me. That was me crying because I got sniped by him on Dante Diemis Jr. I actually waited an extra couple rounds because I didn't think anybody was going to take him. And then wall snipes me the pick before I was going to take him wall. What do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> Watch, I don't know how I got that wrong. I, I just, I don't, I must not be remembering it right. Oh, dude, what a, get out of here. <laughs> Anyways, the next pick, I picked up Rakeem Jarrett, who was on my team last year, did really well in, despite not having Dante Diemis there. It was actually good for me because Dante Diemis wasn't there. He's the number one receiver. Uh, but the, Maryland's got a, a core now. They got Jacob Copeland. Remember him from Florida transferred over. They got Rakeem Jarrett and Dante Diemis. Plus they got Tolia Tungavailoa. And that is pronounced correctly, by the way, for all of you rundown nations waiting for me to mispronounce the name. Um, Tolia Tungavailoa. Uh, he is been streaky. Good, but streaky. It's Maryland's offense. They run the ball or pass the ball a lot. He's 8,700 on DraftKings this week. It's a pretty lopsided spread, but it doesn't matter as far as Maryland goes. In the games they were in lopsided spreads last year, they still passed the ball because that's just what Maryland does in the Big Ten. Uh, you know, <laughs> it is what Draft they do. Pass the football, baby. Yeah. They only had, he only had three games last year where he had less than 200 yards, and two of those were against Michigan and Iowa, which are crazy defenses, and he was just barely under 200 in both of those. And in the Iowa game, obviously, Dante, that's when Dante Diemis Jr. went down with his uh, torn ACL because Iowa defense is just brutal. It's brutal on Yamwal. But uh, on the other side of that, Dante Diemis Jr. is 6,800, which is a real steal, to be honest. But like I just talked about, he has targets other than Diemis Jr. now. He's got Copeland. He's got Rakeem Jarrett, who he built up a repertoire with last year. But you can't deny the fact that DMS, before he got hurt in that Iowa game, the four games before that, he went 28 for 36 for 18.1 yards per reception, which is a astronomically high number. That's NFL numbers right there. That's, that's a guy going to the NFL right there. So uh, DMS is a good pick with Tungavailoa. I'm going to hate myself in the morning if I pick this combo because I always get burned when I pick Maryland people. But it's one of those options out there for a stack, especially in a tournament. You're going to have to have it in a roster if you're doing multi-entry. Uh, so keep that in mind. Uh, well, let's move on. We got other games. We got big games. This one isn't that big, but it's got a big team. It's Colorado State at the number eight, 
Michigan Wolverines, 11 a.m. on ABC. They're all big, baby. You got to love watching them. But on what you said, which I'm a little disappointed in DraftKings, their slate, you know, it, it doesn't include the primetime games, maybe one of them. But the, I don't know. We don't want to get too far in that. But Michigan, Colorado State, which come on. We got we got Colorado State going to the big house. Bring your cameras, boys, because that's the only thing you're going to get good out of this game is some pictures of the big house. They're going to get crushed. Well, <laughs> minus 30 and a half. Michigan's putting up 30 and a half to these guys over under of 61 and a half. And that's thinking that obviously Colorado state's going to score a couple touchdowns. If my math is correct, Woj, which that throws me a little bit for a loop, but maybe Michigan's defense is not there this year. We will see, but Colorado state, Hey, you want to take your chances? You want another, what was that state upset week one? Colorado State plus eighteen hundred. Well, you just got to put a hundred dollars of that birthday money, and you win eighteen hundred. You think you're gonna do that? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't. I don't know what the bookmakers are talking about having Colorado State score touchdowns here, because I don't think that's happening. Well, but I, maybe if they put the backups of the backups in, but uh, maybe that's what the odds makers are banking on. But I don't see it. Like you said, I don't see them scoring touchdowns against that Michigan D. No, I mean, they, and I don't want to take anything away from Colorado State. They're they're a good football team, and they they can score. I'm not saying they can't score, but you know, they're usually last year, anyways. They're around that two, three touchdown mark, and that's playing you know teams in like New Mexico, Utah State, teams like that. So now they're playing Michigan. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm gonna watch this football game. ABC 11 a.m. Man, we got a lot of screen real estate being competed for at that time, Woj. You have to have a lot of screens, is basically what what we're yes. saying. A lot of screens, couple beers. Yeah, maybe a cigar. I mean, that's what we're talking about. But I'm going to talk about a backup running back wall, and that's going to be Donovan Edwards from Michigan. So we all know Blake Corum is the is the is the number one head honcho over there, Michigan. He's 7,300 on DraftKings. Edwards is only 5,000 wall, and in games Michigan had well in hand last year, which was NIU, Maryland, and I unfortunately Iowa in the championship game he averaged 25 points uh, four TDs and 13 grabs so he's got that ability especially in a game like this where they're going to have everything well in hand I'm going to imagine at least that's what the odd makers are even saying as well let's play Donovan Edwards 5,000 cheap option he scores points against teams that they're in the lead because he gets in the game and they just run them that's what hardball does uh and we know they have the little contra quarterback controversy or if you can even say it's controversy one quarterback's going to play this week and one quarterback's going to play next week and they're going to see how it goes and then week three they'll pick a starting quarterback but uh you can bank on Donovan Edwards scoring some points in this game while just based on history and how hardball coaches uh, going back to the last couple years. So uh, I like the backup running back pick here. I don't like Blake Corm pick, especially at 7,300, but 5,000, we can all fit that on our rosters and make some money with that, especially in a cash game. I, I'm a super up on this in a cash game, uh, maybe even in a tournament. Cause maybe a lot of people won't see that. Maybe we're giving you, I'm giving you some knowledge here the percentages won't be high in a tournament and that's a good we talked about that last week keep that percentage down there isn't the only thing i you are 100 percent right that mr harbaugh over there he likes to switch up those running backs but he, with him you could get down to the third four string running backs too so mr edwards could be sitting the pine behind somebody else but i like that pick blake Corum. why you know why run the horse that many times 
game one, week one against Colorado State. Plus, he wants to, as you said, evaluate his quarterback. So he's going to have to pass the ball a few times at least to make sure that he has a good evaluation tool. I believe they play Hawaii next week for week two evaluation, but we'll see. I, I like that pick, Donovan Edwards. Well, just, just do it, especially in a tournament. I like that. All right, let's move on. We got UTEP at the number nine, Oklahoma Sooners, 2.30 p.m. on Fox. Well, the, uh, the, we talked about Josh Downs being the third most targets in NCAA right now. UTEP has the number one, but I don't think he's going to get that many this game. Or maybe he'll get targets. He's just not going to catch that many against an Oklahoma team. What do you think? I honestly, I don't know who that is. Well, I was thinking off the top of my head, you were going with maybe Mims from Oklahoma there, but who is that, the, the second highest targets? Uh, uh, the second highest targets. It's it's actually the highest targets, and oh, that it is would the be targets. yeah the the highest targets. Let me pull it up here. We got Trillin Smith from UTEP. Trillin Smith. Oh, Trillin Smith. Had, yeah, I know Trillin Smith. I, I I didn't know he was number one in targets. I'll say that much. Sixteen but. targets last week. Sixteen targets. Uh, how many did he grab? He grabbed seven of those sixteen. But. <laughs> Oh, Nevertheless, he still scored you. a lot of points. Seven to, he, only, he only grabbed yeah. seven of them, but he did score a touchdown. <laughs> You're talking about this season again, but I thought you were this, going this back season, to last year, season. like with Mims no, or something. No, 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 no. Mims is pretty solid, but no, 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 it wasn't Mims. Uh, with this game, Kennedy Brooks is gone, right? So Oklahoma loved to run the ball. Kennedy Brooks got a ton of points because he was always catching the ball too in the past game. Eric Gray, the running back for OU, 8,100. He's the most expensive running back, but there's good reason for that because he's filled in the shoes of Kennedy Brooks. And if the offense hasn't really changed, then it hasn't changed. They have a new coach that might change things. Who knows? But uh, I'm not picking Eric Gray this week, but I just want to – I have to put this out there. It's a lopsided spread. Depends on how much he plays. Uh, And he could go off and score 40 points. But, again, this is not Kennedy Brooks. And it is not the same coach, so things might change here, Wall. I, I like this game. I'm excited. I, I really want to see. I've been waiting for a few years now, at least a few years, to see how Brent Venables, because you know I knew for sure that he'd be the head coach somewhere. And I love that he landed in Oklahoma. Brent Venables, if, if you don't follow our program or you don't know who he is, he's the defensive coordinator from Clemson. He was coaching the D over there under Sweeney for a long time now. now ever since they've really been good, he's been there coaching the D on, as a coordinator, but now he's the head coach at Oklahoma. I'm really excited to see what he can do with a team like this, especially, you know, let's see what his offense can do. We know him as a defensive personality. We know that Oklahoma, their defense, whether it's day one or not, we don't know, but their defense will eventually be transformed and they will play great defense with him as coach. But now how is he going to do with his offense? you got got weapons like Dylan Gabriel over there, Mr. Mims, we mentioned, like, can he put those weapons into action can he score some points over under a 57 and a half i'd say the lines makers really here a team like utep they're playing they're saying maybe the offense doesn't come out right away so i'm looking maybe over in this game mode over 57 and a half which i think will probably help you out with mr gray getting some points yeah they got Jeff Labby over there as the O coordinator and i love vendables i know his offense is going to be good or defense is always good and i hope they bring that to oklahoma in the big 12 because i mean obviously we all know that's what it's been lacking the last couple of years some teams have been starting to get a lot better at defense and 
uh, I, I'm just sick of the the run and gun mentality of Big 12 and in that kind of uh, persona the Big 12 has put on. It, it's annoying. Um, I, I'd like them to get back into some defense, and I think they're going to. They're moving to the SEC at some point, so they're going to have to play defense because that's how you're going to beat Oklahoma, Alabama's and and all these other teams. You're going to have to play some defense. Um, but I do like Vendables. Jeff Levy's a good offensive coordinator. I'm excited to kind of see what they do. Um, Eric Gray is just too risky of a pick, I think, in my mind, especially being the most expensive running back on the board. I don't like taking the most expensive running back. I don't even like taking the top 10 most expensive running backs unless it's a certain running back from Texas, Wall. A certain running back from Texas? Well, who might you be speaking of, Woj? <laughs> who might you be speaking of? <laughs> Uh, you know him the best because I think he was on your roster. Anytime you can put him on your roster, he was on your roster wall. I have no idea who you're talking about. I, you know what? I don't watch Texas football. I'm not a Texas football fan, and I don't like to get points in DraftKings, so I have no idea who he is. Okay. All right. <laughs> we'll move. I mean, it's Bijan Robinson, for those of you that don't know or have been under a rock for the last year. I mean, he is uh, one of the most outstanding running backs in college football. But we'll move on while we got some uh, we got some other uh, first before we go into these big games here. While I just want to talk about some other guys quick for this DraftKings slate, because um, the big games aren't in the slate, unfortunately, like you said. But there was a Duke wide receiver transfer that went to US or UCLA, Jake Bobo. He's actually on my fantasy team, by the way. It's awesome. Uh, he's only five thousand. He's the number one wide receiver on the UCLA uh, depth chart and he's got DTR to throw him to him now, not Chase Bryce. Uh, that is a lopsided spread as well. Look for Bobo to make some points and some splash at 5,000. It's just one of those cheap wide receiver options that you can get out there for a guy that you know is going to at least catch a couple passes. Uh, another guy is when I don't really understand this wall. NC State's quarterback Devin Leary is only 7,500. He is a 13th quarterback down the list on DraftKings. Now, I don't know if you paid attention to DraftKings last year, Wall, but NC State likes to pass the ball, and Leary was really good at it and scored a lot of points. Uh, his fantasy numbers were insane last year. Pair him with the sixth-year senior Tyler Thomas, the wide receiver at 6,200, who's also cheap in a game that's slated to score a ton of points. I mean, I, I don't understand the points or the, the pricing for this, but... Based on the odds makers in Vegas and what they're saying this game's going to do, I mean, Larry and Thomas combined, or or just Larry, is going to be a, a home run. I mean, 7,500, he's going to be on my team for sure. That That's that's a no-brainer. Uh, being the 13th quarterback down, I can save some money there. Uh, but, yeah, I, that, that's a no-brainer NC State. I'm high on NC State this year if you listen to the ACC uh, preview, but... Uh, again, that that's just a no-brainer as far as DraftKings goes well. Yeah, well, it's that NC State game. If you look at the board, across the board, all weekend, that, at least the way it was for me, is that's the one that throws you off. I, I don't get that spread right now. It's at minus 11.5. NC State's only giving, and I should say that they're playing East Carolina, you know, a non-FBS football team. And then 52.5 is the over-under on that game mode. So if you do the numbers, it comes out to expected score of, NC State 32, East Carolina 20 and a half. So I, 
I don't know what they're thinking here as far as NC State not scoring a lot of points, but you're 100% on. I mean, they are not expecting NC State to come out and demolish this East Carolina team as I would expect. And again, this, this is good East Carolina football team that plays good football teams year in and year out. But just, I mean, I this one really threw me for a loop when I saw the line. Yeah, and that, so so I sat down, and we talked about this in the rundown last year, and I sat down and watched a couple Eastern Carolina games last year because their the DraftKings numbers are good. Polton Ashers, the Q, QB from Eastern Carolina, man, looks like a chicken with his head cut off. He's a big guy. <laughs> he scrambles a lot. He's a big guy that scrambles a lot. And let me tell you, he doesn't look like he doesn't look like your top-notch quarterbacks from 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 the higher divisions. But I guess they get it done somehow. I just don't like Eastern Carolina and the way they look as far as on TV. Uh, and yeah, I, I think that it's an interesting spread, and NC State should easily have that in hand and Larry should pop off like he always does and, and continue to put those points up. So uh, again, I think that's one DK missed and screwed up on the price there, but we'll see. Uh, I'm definitely going to have them on my team. And I think if you're looking to do some good points and you should have them on yours, but we'll move on. We got some big games. Wall. we got some big games this weekend. They're not on the slate, but we got some big games. Let's start off with the number 11 Oregon Ducks at the number three Georgia Bulldogs wall. All right, big game, right? Big game. We got these guys playing each other again, Woj. I feel like, was was it two years ago that they were playing each other for the opener? So mm-hmm. now they're back at it. And, man, we got the dogs and ducks, you know. I, I like this game. The way I like to think about this game is what side do I want? Well, if the two mascots in real life were to fight, I'm taking that side with <laughs> the dogs in this one. You know, I have to Oregon plus 17, Woach. I mean, are you going to take that? Uh, so he, here's my idea here. I don't was never a big fan of Bo Nix at Auburn. He's now the quarterback at Oregon. Uh, they have Cardwell, who was the running back behind uh, die last year. Did decent. Not great. Their backup running back, Sean Dollars played four games in 2020 uh, for Oregon hasn't didn't play any in 2021. They have two wide receivers that basically have done nothing uh, in Franklin and Thornton as their two top wide receivers. Uh, Oregon is in a mess right now. And the fact that they got a number 11 on the preseason rankings is a, I guess, a gift to them? I, I don't know. Oregon's going to thrash them. Uh, I don't know if this is even a big enough spread at 17. Uh, Bo Nix in what Cardwell can give you in isn't going to be enough to keep up with this Georgia D. They're, I don't I don't know if they score very many touchdowns, if a touchdown at all, based on this Georgia D. And I know Vanderbilt isn't there anymore, but it's still the same guys. There's a lot of those returning guys there. So, um they're at Georgia. This is going to be a slaughter wall. It is. I mean, I, I, I like one thing you said though, you, 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 you took down Mr. Sean dollars, the man who's going to make me money. Woj. And I know this isn't going to be the game where he breaks out, but run down nation. Watch this man, Mr. Sean dollars. He's got a lot of talent. I picked him up on my fantasy team. People are probably like, what the heck is this guy's smoking? You know, but he, he, he's a very talented running back. I think he's, Finally going to get a chance this year to show his talent on the field. He won't be hurt, won't be suspended, hopefully. We'll see, but it won't be this game, which, I mean, this is a Georgia football team that has tremendous defense. We talked about them, you know, in our 
SEC preview that, yeah, they lost a lot of defense, but they still have, you know, a two, three deep top five defense. You know, I, I don't know about this Oregon football team and what they're going to be able to do. One person I feel sorry for is Mr. Bo Nix. I mean, well, she transfers out of the SEC, right? And who does he get the first week? Oh, <laughs> you know, he's, he's thinking, all right, finally, I'm done with these SEC defenses. Not only is he playing an SEC defense week one, he's probably playing the best for sure last year, the best SEC defense. So, you know, poor Mr. Nix. I, I feel a little bit sorry for him. I think I will stay away from this game as far as betting. I just I don't see one way or another. It, you know, maybe Oregon holds in there. I kind of hope they do for the sake of the Pac-12. I, I just don't think it'll happen much. Yes, it's uh, it's gonna be tough. Uh, the, again, I like I said, I don't I don't agree with the spread. I think it's I think it could go even higher. It, Oregon's not very good. What they have there, I and I I'm an Oregon Duck fan. Typically, especially last year. <laughs> you don't sound but, like it, buddy. <laughs> but this year, I am not. I, I just don't see it. They have a lot of rebuilding to do, a lot of working around what they have. So. Uh, going to be a game nonetheless number 11 versus number three on prime time so uh we'll see but we're going to move on we got number 23 cincinnati at number 19 arkansas who is in the slate by the way but i uh, i don't know if i would pick anybody from this game nevertheless uh what are your thoughts on cincinnati arkansas wall yeah, this this would be a tough one for DK Watch because it's probably going to be a slow moving game you know probably not a DK fantasy type game game i probably would like to watch. I'm not a huge Razorbacks fan. Who knows what Cincinnati is going to do this year. But if you're looking at the line, Cincinnati plus six and a half over under a 52 and a half, which kind of brings me to that point of a slow moving game. If you want to bet Cincinnati on the money line, you put down a hundred, you're getting 200 at plus 200. I'm interested to see how Cincinnati will do. You know, they, they lost that game to Alabama last year, which I'm sure you remember first, you know, non-power five team to get into the football playoff. And then, they didn't get smoked by Bama. I know people are going to look back and say, oh, they got smoked by Bama. That did not happen, in my opinion. I guess anybody could have their own opinion about it. But they lost 27 to 6. The problem was they got smoked by Alabama's rushing game for sure. And this game, when they're playing Arkansas, you know what Arkansas is going to do, Woj. They're going to run the ball down Cincinnati's throat. So the question is, can that defense stop them? I don't know. You know, they only got four returning starters there on defense. It's going to be a tough task. And you mentioned before quarterbacks, especially big quarterbacks that run around like a chicken with their head cut off. Mr. KJ Jefferson over there in Arkansas, mm -hmm. as you were saying that, well, that's the first one that came to my mind. I don't know if you thought of that too, but it, it'll be interesting to see what kind of season Mr. Jefferson has over there. But I'm, if I did anything, this will surprise people. I'd probably take Arkansas. I'd probably lay the touchdown. And even if I had touchdown on the hook, I'd probably still do it just because I think Arkansas with that run game is going to be able to take advantage of Cincinnati's weakness. Yeah, I agree. Cincinnati's got a lot of holes to fill, especially at quarterback and running back, which they've been good for for a while. Ben Bryant and uh, I can't, Evan Prater are co-starters at quarterback for week one. Uh, which is interesting. They have Ryan Montgomery at running back, and uh, they still have, like, Trey Tucker, which we've talked about last year. I've actually picked him up from some DraftKings. They have Tyler Scott at wide receiver, but uh, you still have K.J. Jefferson. You still have a sound run game at Arkansas. You still have Hasselwood Thompson at Arkansas. I mean, it's a, it's a team that 
is still there. You know, it's a, there, there's nothing new. Um, I do like Arkansas on this one. I think Cincinnati is going to have one of those drop off years, uh, just based on a lot of turnover that in their key positions that have kept them alive for four, four or five, and in some cases, six years with the uh, COVID rules. So yeah, I'm all, I'm all for uh, Arkansas wall. Makes sense. Well, you're going to lay some real money on this one. You're going to pony up. Ah, maybe. Yeah, I might pony up on this one. But the next one I'm ponying up on for sure. Well, we got number five, Notre Dame at number two, Ohio State. What are your thoughts on this? <laughs> I love it, Woj. I'm glad you're taking that 17 on Notre Dame. I'm glad. <laughs> oh, no, put... <laughs> no, don't get me. Hold on. Hold on. Don't, don't be spewing lies. That's not happening, but keep going. <laughs> I already know what you're taking, Woj. You're going to lay the 17. Oh, yeah, blah, blah. They're going to. Beat them by 50. Just like everybody else I've heard this from all week and for the past, you know, three or four months. But, watch, regardless of what side you are on in this game, can you believe week one, opening week, we get a number five Notre Dame team playing a number two Ohio State team? How unreal is that? It's going to be an awesome game. It's, I think it's for things to come with uh, possibly Notre Dame joining the Big Ten. That's hey, that's a, that's a good point, Woj. And I guess well, Penn State and Purdue, they're playing. They're probably playing. They might have already played by the time people listen to our podcast. They're playing on Thursday, but that would in the future years that would be a weird opener for <laughs> an Ohio State and Notre Dame team if they were both in the Big Ten. But it, it's happening this week, baby. I'm excited for that Penn State Purdue game. Don't want to get off topic. I'm going to defend Notre Dame the best I can. I know it's, it's a hard thing to do, Woj. You got over under a 59 in this game. If you want to make a hundred bucks, Woj. You, you got to lay 800 on Ohio State with them sitting at minus 800. I, don't, I just, Mr. Buckner, we talked about him. I think he's going to have some options. Great tight end option there with Mr. Mayer. I think that's point number one I want to make. Their defense, Woj. Their defense is unreal. Last year, 15th in the nation. If somebody's going to shut down Ohio State, who we all know they have a great offense, their defense is a questionable for a championship team, questionable. If anybody's going to stop their offense, Notre Dame is a team that maybe can do that. 17 points to the number five team in the nation. That's a lot. I get that it's in the horseshoe. I get that. But I just, I'm going to stay away from it altogether. I just don't get why people would want to hammer Ohio State. People being you, Woj. Okay. I'm going to tell you why. Um, I don't believe in Buckner, and I, which is the quarterback from Notre Dame. And Chris Trey, I do believe in as a running back. But he ain't going to be able to do anything against Ohio State, who has the best linebackers in the nation and is a, an extremely good defense. And then we'll flip that around. And you talked about how good Notre Dame's defense is. I'm going to tell you how good Ohio State's offense is, and it's absolutely stupid. They have one of the best running backs in the nation. They have a good quarterback. I'm not going to say one of the best. And they have a receiving core that is one of the best in the nation. So you add all those in to get together, and you add for a, a better than. And I'm not gonna do the. I'm not gonna do the whole game. I'm doing the first half nine and a half. The first half, Ohio State is gonna be in the lead by more than nine and a half. I'm taking the nine and a half over in the first half for Ohio State. That's my pick on that game. Well, that's the home team, huh? I mean, I I I like it for the fact that Ohio State is at home. Um. I don't know. You threw me a curveball, won't you? you? You've been throwing fastballs right down the plate, and now all of a sudden you throw me a curveball down in the third. I mean, it, 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 Ohio State wants to come out and show what they have, and they're going to do that right off the gun. 
And, and Notre Dame did not have a good showing in the bowl game last year, and they're not going to have a good showing in the game this year. The first game this year, it, it, this is, again, a gift at number five, I think, from ESPN or whoever uh, did, the, did these rankings. But uh, Notre Dame isn't a number five team this year for sure. I, I actually think out of the independents, BYU is better than Notre Dame. Maybe. I, I'm not going to pound the table against you. One thing I will pound the table against you is you said Ohio State has a great defense. They do not. Uh, they may this year because Mr. Knowles is coming in there from Oklahoma State. He was defensive coordinator there. I think he might change things around, but they, they definitely their weakness last year was their defense. They gave up too many points, especially for teams they were playing. So I will pound the table on that. But as far as, you know, saying you're 100 percent wrong. I'm not going to do that, but I am going to defend Notre Dame the best I could. And I believe I did a decent job of that, Woj. You, you did a decent job. You did a decent job, but I'm still taking the first half. And people <laughs> should follow suit. <laughs> Nevertheless, all right, well, we didn't have a good week in our practice week last year. Last week, we, we both lost, unfortunately. Uh, it happens. It is what it is. This week, Wall, I'll start it off. My, my Wojen Wall pick em for this week is West Virginia at Pitt over 51.5. And, and let me tell you a little reason why. JT Daniels in the new West Virginia offense – is still the West, same West Virginia offense we've always had. They're going to score points. Pitt, yes, they have a new quarterback in Keaton Solvis, but they're still the same Pitt that they always are, and they're going to pass it forever. By the way, the over-under is 51.5. Pitt last year, and it was a different offense. I get it, and people are going to haunt me on that, but it is the same ideas, and they're going to pass it a lot. They never scored less than 51 in an over-under last year so why are they going to start this year i think the spread oh i think it opened at like 55 and it, it dropped like a rock but uh, i'm taking the 51 if they're going to keep dropping it like that I, I don't know why they're dropping it but west virginia with the new jt daniels set up there and pit with keaton solvis i'm taking the over 51 and a half wall that's that's a win in my book which uh, i love how you're going to the backyard brawl they did they brought this back i don't know you know i Pay attention to this rivalry pretty close ever since they screwed me but yes <laughs> i am happy to have this rivalry back I'm, I'm excited to watch this football game i you might not know this either 75 percent of this game is at pit right well 75 percent of the fans are expected to be west virginia they're, they're expected to come over there from west come virginia at pit. come on i don't know i don't know if i believe in that you're getting some false information there i think no no i, I, I i'll find the article and um, send it to you. I don't have it in front of me. It's just something I remember off the top of my head. But yeah, they projected 75% of the fan base will be uh, supporting West Virginia in this game, even though it's at Pitt. So they're questioning the home field advantage of Pitt in this one. We'll see. Oh. You know, I, I'm just I'm glad the backyard brawl is back in this one, which I'm, I'm really glad. And Pitt in this game, they're giving a t- over a touchdown. They got a hook on it. So it might be a close game. We'll see. It's it's a rivalry game. So it's exciting. I like your pick. You know, it could go into overtime. And if it goes into overtime, boom, you're set, right? Which Oh, I'm set, and we're going to have to get Wanstad in here and talk about all this, this the, the Pitt fans not showing up to the games. He'd be pissed. Yeah, rip his mustache right off his face. We don't, <laughs> oh, we don't boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> he lost me enough money. I don't care about that guy, but hey, you know what? It's my turn to pick. Time to pony up. Time to shut up, right, Woj? I'm going Oklahoma State over 58, Woj. We're, we're both taking overs. We might be doomed week one, but I'm going Oklahoma State over 58. They're playing Central Michigan. I think Central Michigan's going to get a couple touchdowns on them. Knowles is gone on def- as their defensive coordinator. We mentioned it earlier. I believe I mentioned it earlier. I don't know how good Oklahoma State's defense is going to be, but I do believe they're going to be a good football team, so they're going to have to 
score more points than Central Michigan. So, you know, give me the over 58. It's Oklahoma State overs are a thing I used to bet all the time, and I'm jumping back on that bandwagon, Woj. Hey, by the way, my West Virginia pit over 151.5 on bar stools, only negative 109. And I found that information out on SBI, Sports Betting Intel. Make sure if uh, you want to sign up and get all the, uh, that information with the best odds to use the code rundown wall. I love it, Woj. Did you, you get the predicted score? Have you been using that for your DraftKings picks over there? I have, and it's awesome. It gives me all that information that I need to find out what the best odds are going to be, maybe where there's a mistake on the Vegas side of things. So, yeah, I mean, use that code rundown, get in there, get signed up. If you do use that code, you'll get a free one-on-one consultation with on how to use all the access and abilities and calculators and all that good stuff on the uh, on there. I've actually been using the parlay calculator lately, and I hate parlays, but... I actually have been using it to just kind of see what what kind of things I can do and if I need to, what I can do to uh, to hedge those bets to the best of my ability wall. Love it, Woj. I hear down the pipeline they have some parlay calculators to figure out even value on promotions, which will probably help you out, help you guys out out there. But I love the site too. I love sportsbettingintel.com. Myself, Woj, I bet they're as excited about week one, about college football starting Game's going to be on our TVs. Beer is going to be drunk. Ruffle's going to be eaten, Moj. It's going to be a great time. I am excited. I hope everybody else is too. All right. Yeah, I'm super excited. Can't wait. It's going to be a great weekend. Thanks, Rundown Nation, for signing in. And we'll catch you on the flip side of the fireworks for college football week one. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. <laughs>